Chapter Twenty One of A Superfluous Woman by Emma Francis Brooke. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Bruce Peary. That evening, Jessamine stood in the small enclosure which contained Mackenzie's barns and outbuildings, her hand resting upon the railings. It was the place in which she had first become aware of Colin's existence. Her face looked worn and pale and she grasped the rail firmly so that the knuckles of her hand looked white under the skin this was the sole sign of the tension of her mind all day she had done no work the storms of the morning had ended in a steady drizzle of rain and it was chilly enough the landscape was gloomy the nearer details sordid under the dripping wet the hills covered with shreds and trails of chalky mist and overweighted with the heavy roll of black clouds of moisture upon them jessamine's eyes looked steadily southward the stern and unillumined front of a hill down which the storm-rack crept with chilly clinging hands intercepted her gaze but there was an expression in her eyes as though this natural barrier had melted before their penetrating rays and they saw something beyond and far off she wore a grey glengarry bonnet and a grey plaid about her shoulders her position was uncomfortable but she had chosen it rather than endure the closeness and dullness of the little square chamber the air at least was fresh and sweet but it was silent everything that runs or flies chirps or sings and lends its little being to help make up the cheerful intermingling of sound and movement seemed to have sought its lair and to have hurried beneath the ground the very rain fell without its usual jovial tinkle it was but the noiseless emptying of one of those cold and chalky clouds and its drip washed out rather than intensified the colours of the grass and heather and foliage suddenly jessamine gave a violent start her eyes flashed and dilated and a glow as from some reflected sunlight burned in her face she withdrew a step from the railing and looked to the right a cautious step among the bushes had been to her heart an unmistakable signal and now from the mist and grayness of the birch wood colin's form appeared and stood out on the green knoll near he looked at the house for a moment and then discovered her she was gazing at him with a curious panting fear in her eyes jessie my do ye're waitin and he ran down to her the fence was between no said she drawing still further back and speaking almost sharply i thought you were away ah weel but ye're here and it makes no difference have you bought your corn and has mr mackenzie returned oh yes we bought a stock for seed john will not be back yet he was staying at mackenzie craigowry's his cousin you'll understand he will be returning colin and if so he will see me i should not like that she made as though she would withdraw and a blank look drove the radiance out of colin's face oh jessie ye mauna be goin why lassie i was not seein ye all day is that so very necessary asked jessamine mournfulness chasing the sweetness of her smile 
i'm thinking it's likely ye need be asking that jessie i'm coming over the fence no colin no ay jessie ay i'm no forbearing these bits o' iron between i've had no kiss colin stoop your head i will give you one your own self lassie yes he stooped his head over the fence and jessamine pulling at the lapels of his coat stretched herself up and touched his mouth with her lips it went to his heart like a sting in another moment he was over the fence and had her in his arms colin said jessamine let me go you are crushing me to pieces i thought i forbade you to come over the fence you'll be forbidden the sun to shine and the wind to blow and the burn to run down the hill winna ye lassie perhaps mrs mackenzie has seen you from the windows then lassie i must be making my bit explanation i have got you'll understand added he gravely to be tellin mackenzie soon jessamine who after an anxious scrutiny of the road had retired to the protecting angle of a barn stood with her back against the wall her face was red enough now and her breast rose and fell colin the very picture of a handsome and triumphant lover stood looking down upon her his eyes wandering over the flower-like face and his heart a mere suffusion of mingled tenderness and worship colin said jessamine in a rapid entreating tone promise me something if it's no against nature lassie i'll promise ye anything i'll no promise not to kiss ye again in a minute i want you to listen in real earnest said she anxiously you said you would promise ay lassie promise me not to tell mr and mrs mackenzie anything at present there was a moment of silence if jessamine had looked up which she did not do she would have seen in colin's eyes a little flash of pained astonishment not tell ah oh, well jessie that will be as ye like my loo come he added tenderly a little nearer i cannot see your eyes as he spoke he put his arm out and drew her close to his side the pressure was more like that of a protecting husband than of a passionate lover and jessamine yielded to it tranquilly laying her hand in his and looking up to his face with eyes swimming in tenderness not tell my lassie he repeated as he bent down to look closer into them you do not understand said she her lids drooping for the moment that may be but it will be my part i'm thinking just to to be seeing that folks about gets no wrong notions into their heads he loosed his hand from her small clinging fingers and folding both arms about her pressed her jealously to his breast she lay there with her cheek pressed against his coat and her eyes looking up at him with a sad inscrutable gaze we see things differently colin murmured she oh ay ye will be versed in many things that i was hearing nothing of but if ye love me it will be all one i do love you colin said jessamine with sudden emotion 
and she lifted her arms and tightened their grasp about his neck and once more startled his lips with the soft fire of her own that's well lassie said he the grave depth of his voice intensified by tenderness it is like the opening of heaven's gate to hear it many and many's the time i was thinkin of love but i was never seein the lassie that could just make me in love with love but when you saw me colin i was just set of a sudden out of earth into heaven yet you thought ill of me at first the day you came into the yard and stood staring at me colin so as quite to frighten me ell of you no na i was just thinking that you were a make of lassie i was just not seeing before and that a man had need to be cautious cautious ay cautious when wraiths and witches were about you were right said jessamine with bitter energy right was i well i'm no saying but there's witchery in your kiss lassie my ain ain lassie but wrong because you love me do you trust me so much colin oh ay what else would i just be doing yet you know little of me perhaps it is just possible i am different from your ideas oh maybe it will just be a very pleasant page to learn i'm thinking colin you always seemed canny cautious yet you're taking up a new book and thinking like a child that it will all be straight reading and pleasant he laughed then he laid his hand against the curve of her cheek and chin and lifted her face a little and kissed her mouth and eyelids it was so small and flower-like a face the figure in his arms was so slight the locks of hair ruffled against his breast were so fresh and curly and childlike i'm thinkin i'll just risk all that's written there once i folded ye to my heart jessie i'm not the man to go back on a tough bit or two i'm thinkin that i'd rather like a wrestle with ye colin colin be warned it was almost as though a bird should chirp out a caution or a child exhort its elder what in her was there which he could not master warned said he with a low murmuring laugh i'll show ye how colin colin you frighten me i cannot breathe you must not kiss me again to-night and she struggled in his arms until he loosened them and let her slip from him i saw your father to-day said she rearranging her plaid and beating the wet out of the glengarry bonnet which had long since tumbled on the ground did you said colin his face lighting up with mingled surprise and anxiety yes you called there answered he with a dubious air yes well your father is a splendid old man oh ay you saw my mither no he waited for more a vague unrest troubling his heart he scarcely liked this independent call at dalfaber when he had not been there to soften its asperities his eyes were downcast 
jessamine watched his face with remorseful sympathy jessie said he looking up at last ye're but a bit lassie ye shall have a servant when ye're my wife jessamine looked away with a curious creeping of blankness over the love-light and colour in her face thank you colin said she softly i'll be tellin my father and my mother to-night said he she glanced at him quickly alarm shooting into her eyes no colin promise me you will do no such thing he came nearer and looked longingly at the little bit of warm white throat he could see between the folds of her plaid but he made no effort to kiss her have you ever a mither jessie asked he with grave tenderness no i have no mother i never knew what it is to have a mother colin the vision of aunt arabella of her high-ridged nose the elegant insipidity of her visage rose to jessamine's mind and sharpened her tone as she spoke that will be a very great loss my dear a very great loss i'm thinking i will have to be mother and man to ye both he looked at her leniently as one looks at a child who needs directing she looked at him with the sad unfathomable eyes of those who are learned in life and the world he took her hand in his own she turned her head away jessie lass it will be sweet to me to carry a secret in my breast and share it just with ye alone she made no reply but the leaping of colour to her cheek showed that she listened but i'm like a partly drunken man with wine still before him when i see ye jessie a smile like a meteor lit up her eyes and i'm kind of jealous of myself i'd like to build a church about ye jessamine shuddered oh no no i should not like it and turning her face she suddenly lifted her eyes to his with a soft mysterious tempting light in them bonny bonny bird he murmured he stretched his hand toward her but she drew a little further off and stood gazing into the murky misty gray where the south was she was so still that colin did not venture to interrupt her thoughts she stood lifting the drenched plaid to her chin and slightly shivering now and then with her great beauty still before him he had not room in his mind to discover how inscrutable she was at last she spoke her eyes lifted themselves no higher than the top button of his coat and her voice in its low firm tone seemed driven out of her by a studied effort of will colin said she i will give you leave to tell john and anne mackenzie and your father and mother in three days time from this if you still wish it then i see no harm in that delay whatever and i'd willingly lengthen out my joy for it will be a joy to steal round and see ye jessie to know ye're all mine and no one else to guess it you feel it so she asked with a low wild little laugh and a darting look and then she shivered again good-night colin i'm going bide a wee 
i'm no saying that i can wait these three days and not see ye i must see ye jessie well where said she with a sudden fierceness of intonation could ye trust me lassie asked he hesitatingly she looked in his eyes with a wild challenging smile triumph and dread in one ay how ye look lassie every glance ye give me goes straight to my heart i feel partly mad but if ye can trust me come to-morrow night to the new barn by the stack come and you'll find me waitin i'll come i'll come her eyes were meteors good bless ye my lassie but but what colin he raised his hand and laid it confusedly upon his brow jessamine crept near again and leaned against him watching him her looks were wild her lips were parted by quick breaths and her bosom panted the man gave a great sigh and dropped his hand oh nothing you'll just come he said in a faltering whisper End of chapter 21